At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. We are here to talk Survivor Series 2020, the end, presumably, of a very storied career. We are joined by none other than Shaquille Missouri. You can find him over at FightfulMMA.com. He's doing all kinds of great coverage over there. We're doing things a little bit differently at FightfulMMA.com. A lot of stuff that, that, quite frankly, even if you're not an MMA fan, you're really going to enjoy. Make sure you check that out at YouTube.com slash FightfulMMA as well. We have some new, fresh faces coming onto the scene there. And Shaq, you're kind of one of them. You're, you're kind of fresh to Fightful, definitely to Fightful Wrestling at least. Yes, it's been an exciting transition. You know, uh, being a part of the Fightful brand has sort of reinvigorated my pro wrestling fas- uh, you know, fandom. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, tuning into the post shows and seeing you guys. And I got to say, you know, Fightful MMA, Fightful Wrestling, I know they call Avengers an ambitious crossover. But I feel like the Sean and Shaq showdown has a good ring to it. Oh, my God. Uh, by the way, just so you don't think there's any funny business there, uh, we had a bit of a debate on the one-two punch <laughs> on Friday. Because, I don't know, he thought that I maybe wasn't drinking the thing that is my legit favorite drink in the world. Well, I'm just saying it's a little rude when we agree to a beverage of the week, and by the time we start the program, it's basically gone. I mean, it was like 10 minutes in. I was thirsty, okay? But anyway, check that out, guys. There's so much good content over there. There was a great main event for uh, UFC 255 last night. Uh, I interviewed Nydia. Check that out on Fightful.com. It's the first interview that she has done on video since the 2000s. She didn't hasn't done that for well over a decade. I am so proud of that interview. Please go show that some love. I would love her to come back and talk to us some more. But if you're watching this on any platform, whether it be Facebook.com slash Fightful Online, on my Twitter at Sean Ross Sapp, on YouTube.com slash Fightful Leave us a thumbs up, like, whatever you got to do, retweet it. But if you want to donate a super chat, you can get your question or statement read on the air. We're going to be doing that all night. We are very interactive. Queen Hannah kicks us off and says, Kanye's influence. Talking about the Paul Bearer, uh, <laughs> Paul Bearer hologram, which, oh boy, will we talk about that. Uh, I mean, we, we might as well. I mean, I feel like we could kick off with that, but I don't want to. I don't want to, even though there's not really a lot to talk about, but we can kind of, uh, we can kind of tie it all together. Mm-hmm. They had like 400 people do entrances and then they just left Shaq. 
you know, I, I want to be, I want to bring some optimistic energy to this just because it's the, you know, it's Taker's farewell. And yeah. uh, I, I'm probably looking at all this with a fresher set of eyes than you are at this point. But it was really strange to have all these people come out and then absolutely zero interaction with the star of the show. I mean, if you're getting Henry Godwin and Phineas Godwin from whatever the hell it is they're doing these days, and you just have them hit the bricks, right? What what are we doing here? Anakin JMT says that entrance was longer than finding out the election results. <laughs> it, it took forever, and Undertaker's was like seven eight minutes. That's fine. It's presumably sure. his last one. We will operate on the assumption that he's done. But I mean, like everybody was out there: Savio Vega, Henry Godwin, Phineas Godwin, Ric Flair, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Jeff Hardy, Shane McMahon, The Godfather. I may have said Big Show, Rikishi, Foley, Triple H, Kane. The thing that stood out to me was Midian. Phineas Godwin looks younger now than twenty years ago, but it. I mean, they were. I mean, I guess they just brought him in to hang out with him throughout the weekend. Yeah, well, I don't know who the sponsor for today is, so I don't want to say names that aren't supposed to be said, but you got to get Naked Midian on one of these sponsorships. Oh, I know which one I'm talking about. Well, I mean, there's there's a couple that they could talk about there, but the Nerd Guru says that send-off seemed legit until the next Saudi. Well, we don't know when that'll be. That might be a year or two from now. I think he's done. I think maybe he'll make an appearance, but... I mean, come on, lots of wrestlers have retired, and you're going to see Shaq, a lot of people, when he just shows up, when he's just there to choke slam somebody, they're like, oh, not retired. And I'm like, wait, would you say that Steve Austin is unretired because he hits a stunner on somebody every few years? No. Well, and if anything, one of the, the beautiful things about what pro wrestling is, is you don't need someone in the ring to bank on them and so anytime the undertaker wants to roll in and give someone a rub or do a short scene go for it cut a promo my dude yeah i mean it's it's harmless to me uh, i i don't think that he'll uh he'll be harmed by that at all uh anakin jmt says why did rikishi come out to scotty two hotties music and not his own if you mean the two cool cool music i mean that's the the theme that he is most synonymous with so i don't have a problem with that as uh, that either the, the video package ruled set to Metallica. I thought that was awesome, Shaq. It was nice. It was a good twist. And I have to say, you know, because I've been watching, I, I was born in 95 and I've been watching pro wrestling since I was about four years old. So like Attitude Era was really my introduction to WWF <laughs> and Ministry of Darkness Taker, which probably is not among sure. my favorite considerations. <laughs> but y- you made a comment on Twitter about how it's ridiculous to think that Taker's best run was arguably in his 40s. And so I was scrolling through his wiki, kind of looking at the timelines. And man, did I go on a trip down memory lane because as a kid, I would go to our equivalent of Blockbuster, although we had Blockbuster, which was Roger's video. And I used to go and rent pro wrestling VHSs. Yeah. And the earliest tape I could get my hand, hands on at the time was In Your House 14. Undertaker versus Mankind, Savio Vega versus Rocky Maivea, the Godwins were on that card, Triple H was on that card, so it was it was a really interesting connection for me to make to one of my earliest pro wrestling memories, and then seeing half of that card in the yeah. ring tonight. I mean, for those for those who don't know that specific pay per view, it was uh, the Revenge of the Taker, and uh, yeah, it had Steve Austin and Bret Hart, Undertaker, Mankind. It had the New Age Outlaws facing each other before they became the New Age Outlaws, and then, like, LOD versus 
Owen Hart. And oh, British... and, and the Sultan, aka Rikishi, uh, squashing Flash Funk. My like, I collected Jack's BCA figures from that era. My wife are like, "Hey, do you have figures of all these people?" And I'm like, "Yeah, all of them except for Booker and Ric Flair." But even even I have Rikishi as the Sultan there. But Perfect. yeah, they they just came out and just existed. Which was very odd. I didn't quite understand that. And Queen Hannah brings up a good point. I'm not sure flying in a bunch of old men with health <laughs> issues during today's climate is a good idea. Uh, I don't know if any of them are 60, like in the 60 era. But I mean, still, better safe than sorry, right? Rick Flair's got to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, fair. Rick, yeah. But <laughs> Rick I, shouldn't be anywhere doing anything no, these days. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Evan Wright says, Vince dropped the ball big time not doing his retirement when he left his gear in the ring. Everything after that was unnecessary. This broke my heart. Now, I would agree to that mostly. However, that match last year with Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, and Shane McMahon fully humped. That match was incredible. That match, I think, was one that maybe it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. That one was a, a, an okay send-off. And then this year with the cinematic match was great. I wish he would continue doing that. He says he's not interested in it, Shaq. Do you have any interest, as sort of a casual wrestling fan, in seeing Undertaker, like, I don't know, be sort of like the Charles Bronson of WWE? You know, he's been on this out-of-character press tour as of late, and I was was just watching his interview on Hot Ones the other day. And he he was, uh, Sean Evans asked him, you know, like, as someone who's, such an old guard in respect to sort of maintaining the uh, you know mystery around your character and always being in character and never letting out the secrets of the trade. What is this experience like for you? And Undertaker admitted, you know, part of him is is happy to sort of finally be able to engage with the fans and sort of give them that inside look into who he is. Uh, but the other part of him also wants to maintain kayfabe, right? So he was kind of struggling with it. I think Taker, as someone who has been so serious about respecting the sort of old school rules of the business and keeping in character, I think this is probably cathartic for him. Yeah. And he seems like he's ready to go. So I don't want to selfishly say, oh, keep throwing him in cinematic matches. Taker's ready to go and he seems ready to go because I think for him it's it's a really big deal for him to start appearing in all these interviews out of character and peeling back the curtain. I say let him go, man. Nerd Guru brings up a point that I agree with. He says, it crushes me. There were no fans, though. Heartbreak. That does break my heart. And like I said, I'm sure he'll be out there in front of an audience again, Shaq. It just, yeah. this, his career is over. His in-ring career is over, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Entertainment says, why no Steph? He almost married her. <laughs> he kidnapped her once, too. Where to, Stephanie? That whole gimmick. Uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, Undertaker, been retiring for five years now. Just go. I think he is now, but he'll still yeah. do some stuff. The, uh, anytime you have to sort of uh, promote the... The fact that I have to promote this as the final farewell spoke volumes to how many times they've retired Taker and brought him back. <laughs> Carlos Easy says, mad respect to Mayor Glenn for keeping fit kayfabe alive. Yeah, finally we get Kane wearing a mask in the COVID era. Who'd have thought it would actually happen? Uh, it didn't seem like it would. 
Reminder, guys, donate a super chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. I know we're covering the Undertaker stuff at the top. We'll be talking about that in between matches, too. If you guys want to send super chats, we'll address those in between each match as well. Uh, So plenty of room for that. Kiwi Rob says, do you think the Undertaker will be in the Hall of Fame? Because rumors are he doesn't want to be in there. For sure. 1,000% he's going to be in there. Like, no way he doesn't. On what it's, I don't even think that's a talking point. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Trevor L says, "Why no Steve Austin? Uh, probably because he was smart enough to not fly in to stand there for five minutes and go home. So I mean, he did. He did. He lent himself to the video package, which I think is more than enough. But Undertaker basically just comes out and says, uh, you know, time for me to wrap it up. See you later.'" He walks out of the ring. Also, got to say, got to break it down somehow. He has mastered the art of going through the ropes without holding his hat on his head. He bounces because <laughs> normally you'd have to hold your hat on your head, Shaq. Not this guy. No. Well, that's why he's the best in the biz, right? Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of Vince? Vince looked, Vince is showing his age a little bit. <laughs> he is. I mean, I, I think, I, I, I read, I, I don't, I'm guessing it was probably someone was on the Fightful Wrestling account and retweet uh, put out a question: Should Vince come out tonight? And someone replied no, and that whole conversation started. I think it was not the best delivery. <laughs> it but it hasn't been for a while for Vince. You know, I, I, Undertaker has been such a company guy for sure. 30 years now, and I think that it was probably important to have Vince McMahon involved in some regard i think it's fair for him to and i'm sure he wants to be there and show taker the respect for the sort of respect that he's given not just the business but his company for the last three decades so you know it's it i think it's so important to make that moment about taker that i am happy that vince's part was short yeah, I, uh, Daniel Richardson said, I'm surprised Kane wore a mask and didn't w- complain about it on his parlor. <laughs> no comment right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. And then uh, we had someone say, and this is a much different situation. Uh, Ray Callahan Jr. says, Rock showed for Shamrock, but not Taker. Uh, Ken Shamrock personally asked The Rock to do this. Like, personally said, hey... Will you do this for me? It would mean a lot. And it was a video. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. Undertaker and Rock only had like nine singles matches on TV. There's not like a gigantic rich history to those guys. They had uh, they had like a, a crappy match at Survivor Series 98. They had their King of the Ring title match. And then the No Way Out 02 title match. Otherwise, a bunch of stuff on Raw. Shamrock and Rock traded some CTE mm-hmm. chair shots for a few years. Um, a little bit different there, I would think. Uh, Nerguru says, Mark Calloway should have said something too, I think. Mark Calloway's saying something in an interview every damn day. I'm the only person that can't interview The Undertaker at this point. He's saying plenty. Queen I, Han- I bet I could get him for fight for MMA at this rate. I, I think <laughs> you could. Before, they would give him to me, for yeah. sure. Queen Hannah says, Vince's hair and brows were dyed. He actually looked better when he came out for Triple H. My God. And then, and then Fernando says, any idea where uh, why Taker always takes the WWE oh. logo off the mic before he speaks? I have no idea. I Interesting have no, observation. It is. It is. Also, uh, 
Interesting observation from my friend Destiny FOMO. She says, oh, look, Sean has another cool sweater on tonight. <laughs> Some of us got to wear clothes at our job, Destiny. Sorry, my friend. Well, I thought we were going to really cheese this podcast out and do a red and blue theme. But well, it is blue. It's is a blue? dark blue. I don't That's have barely. like a bright blue. blue. I, I don't trust you anymore. So as a backup, I also brought a proper okay. blue sweater. Now, <laughs> now I just want to say, you said sweater. If you said, oh, I've got a, a red hoodie on. Well, I've got a beautiful a blue hoodie. Nike hoodie. Probably right around. It's actually right over there. But you well, know, At what? least you got a blue trim on your chair there. There you go. Uh, we're we're doing brand warfare here, guys. Leave me a thumbs up, subscribe. It's time for us to talk about the show. Share your memories of Undertaker in the super chats. We'll get to them sure. as the show goes on. We had some WWE twenty four seven stuff. It is not just three decades of destruction for the Undertaker, but it is also for the gobbledygooker. He won the twenty four seven title. Um, he lost it later on to Hirotazawa and then our truth. I thought this was a fun approach. Yeah. I mean, why not? This ties in so much. At this point with the 24-7 title, it's just nice to see new life interjected into it. As ironic as that is when we're talking about a, a gimmick as old as the gobbledygooker. Better than what they've been doing on Raw. Yeah. Uh, the, gobbledygooker's got better booking than a lot of people on Raw. I mean... Big E can't get on the show anymore, but I can thought I, this was harmless. I'm getting tired of all the roll-ups, but whatever. Can the, can we not put the 24-7 title on a Lars Sullivan or I, someone who can I want. keep it? Business? There's someone who can keep it. That's like, why I not? Want. I want to see someone who who uh, people fear as champion. and They won't even attempt the roll-up. Yeah. Yeah. Anakin JMT says, the only blue needed is a bluechew.com code Fightful. Well, thank you for that. They're not sponsoring tonight's show, but you know what? Actually, I'll wait on that. I'll wait on that. I'm going to wait until the right moment. Well, I'll tell you what blue brand did not emerge victorious. At SmackDown in the Battle Royal, uh, Angel Garza getting his first post-draft work here. There's no big E in this. I don't know why. Dominic had a really good showing. Was that like... There, was there anybody that stood out to you in this? To me, it was transparent when Miz got kicked out of the ring by Dominic. Yeah. He was going to come back and win this match. Well, you know, I I started like diligently watching uh, Raw and SmackDown post Hell in a Cell to prepare for this, and but I generally keep my eyes on the pro wrestling news. And always around Royal Rumble season, you got me hooked for a few months there. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to see that Chad Gable made it as far as he did and got a lot of good offense in and that uh, the shorty G gimmick is long gone and done with. So I most more than anything, I was happy to see Chad Gable get the sort of rub he did in the battle Royal. I really didn't like that. They eliminated John Morrison first. <laughs> Him and Miz are like one of your focal points on WWE raw. And if you're going to do that to sort of, uh, you know, put Miz have Miz run solo and end up winning the whole thing. Cool. But maybe don't make the elimination so legit. Like, I would have rather Miz accidentally bumped into Morrison or, you know, have John Morrison protected a little bit on his way out. To have him cleanly thrown out by Dominic Mysterio, I thought was a bit of a disservice to him. Yeah, when you've got all those people in the ring and then, like, they got to cheat to beat Dominic. 
It's like, come on, man. And Evan Wright says, really hope for a Dom win here. Give him something. Give him something. They've given him great matches against way more experienced wrestlers for months. I, I think he's too new for this. I don't want to see him suddenly put in a position that he's not yet ready for. I thought being runner-up was more than enough. And, I mean, I watched, I think, 15 Apollo Crews Hurt Business matches this summer, <laughs> and they had to keep that going. Of I was course. like, they, they're they just trolling me at this point. They are it's just trolling. It's called long-term storytelling, Sean. Oh, my God. Uh, they also are continuing the Hardy Elias thing, of course. Uh, Ms. Dominic Gable and Hardy, I, I thought those were good four as the last mm. four, at least. I'm okay with Dominic having a good showing. I just don't think he needs to be the last guy. I think you should at least, if you're going to have him get eliminated by somebody, have him get eliminated by somebody that can launch his next feud. The Miz can't launch Agreed. his next feud. They're on different shows. Agreed. I was very, con- like you said, I'm hap- I'm fine with the final four. I'm really not into the way we got there. Like, I feel like the fact that we had Ray and Dominic in the ring at the same time, there could, they, they should have started a bit earlier had the match run a bit longer and thrown in more spots. The only thing that really stuck out to me that was a lot of fun was the Rey Mysterio Kalisto bit. Yeah. And I wish we got a few more spots like that. You could have done something with Rey and Dom. You could have done more with Miz and Morrison. I feel like you could have had a little bit more fun with it had we stretched out the match another five minutes. And I'm completely fine with Miz winning this. He's money in the bank winner. you got to protect those people. So often WWE is like, oh, we'll just beat them and people will kind of forget. I don't like that. Uh, we're going to get to that with the Survivor Series matches. Benny Boy 004 says, Have you seen Wrestle Talks Night yet? So funny. I think it was Gulak as the gobbledygooker. Can WWE please push Gable after that battle royal? He was good. I mean, even when Dominic looked like he ran out of steam a little bit, Gable, Gable like tossed him over. The belly to belly was awesome. The rolling belly to belly? Yeah. Oh my God, that was so good. I love that. I love people finding different new things to do. Or just adjusting things. Have not seen the Wrestle Talk stuff yet, but I will check it out as I'm working tomorrow. And I think the Gulak thing makes an awful lot of sense to me. Probably Gulak. Yeah. Rider guys, donate a super chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. Then we kicked off the main show. Team Raw defeats Team SmackDown in a clean sweep. And I'm looking to find out more info. I would insinuate. And you even asked me, why didn't they have Big E in this? I don't think they wanted him to lose. And if you have him in this match on Team SmackDown, he's got to lose, Shaq. I just don't think Team SmackDown needed to lose. I I, I was taking notes throughout the match, and the one that stuck out to me is, what happened to all that dysfunction that they were building on Raw for four weeks? And then they are a well-oiled machine for the most part. It made no sense to me, right? Like... I, I I put some notes in here, and I was saying, have Jimmy Uso win. I they I think they kind of fixed it by having Jimmy come out, or sorry, by having Jay Uso come out at the end. Yes, but uh, I think it was the right time for him and Big E to be the sole survivors. You did not need Otis in there. No offense to Otis, and the fact that Otis made it to final two on Team <laughs> SmackDown was also silly. Like I, I like having the odd mid Carter in there to spice it up, give them a little bit of a rub, but. With both the men's and the women's Survivor Series tag team matches, I was I couldn't make sense of the elimination process. Like, KO should not have gone first. Yeah, 
He, is, I don't know who he's pissed off, but it's really sad to see his booking. Uh, Nerd Guru says, Seth Rollins said, F this, I'm going to head out funny. and be a dad. He also said, F Matt Riddle. Yeah, it's no secret that he doesn't think highly of Matt Riddle. He didn't even look at Riddle when he was in the corner. But then he dropped to his knees, and I think he said, do your best, or he said, make your sacrifice, something like that. But he let Seamus Brogue kick him, and he got pinned. Um, this did not necessarily instill confidence in that brand warfare thing, and thinking, oh, you know what, brand supremacy is important, because it's not at all. That's why people are sit, like getting on their knees and letting them get themselves kicked in the face. Yeah, if you if you look at it in a pocket, I will say I did I was mildly amused by like I feel like the gimmick and Seth taking the fall the way he did although doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. At least it's the Messiah sacrificing himself. Yes. At least there's a bit of a nod there. So it wasn't I've seen oh, if anyone else yeah, if anyone else did it, it would make absolutely no sense, but you're right. This brand supremacy thing. It's like, look, when you told me that we were going to be doing the Survivor Series post show, I was thrilled. <laughs> and then I remembered that Survivor Series has been breaking rights for like the past four years. And I'm still excited to be here. A little bit less excited yeah. to sit through that show. Trevor L says, butter disregard for Big E tonight. That's the truth. It's sad. It is sad. But this was a clean sweep. And, uh, as you mentioned, Styles eliminated Owens. Corbin does the end of days, deep six, but neither of them matter. He didn't get the pin on either one of them, and he got pinned with a floating bro. One of the most hilarious things I saw was that they had the, the oh, here, here's the big dude face-off with Otis and Lee, <laughs> as if I'm supposed to believe that they're anywhere near the same at anything. Like, no, I'm not buying that. That, that ain't working such, on me. It's such start-stop pushing, right? Like, you had Otis's money in the bank, and you built on that. I probably would have looked the other way, but he just lost. Yes. He just lost his money in the bank to The Miz. So, I don't know. I, I, I think Big, uh, Big E and Jey Uso should have been in there both, and I think they should have been the final two survivors. I wouldn't have hated it. I mean, I, I wouldn't have hated it. Uh, I did get a satisfaction out of Braun booting Otis really hard. Not that I dislike Otis. It's just he's booked like dog shit. And then he got pinned with a, yeah. a power slam. The Uso and Riddle strikes were really good. And for some reason outside, there's one guy left, Jay Uso. And all of Team Raw huddles together outside the ring. They're like, how will we possibly beat this one guy? Well, apparently the huddle worked because they beat him. But he did a dive onto them. I was just like, what What are we doing here? Oh, well. I mean, you had to give Jey Uso some sort of spot, I guess. But I'm sure they could have come with a better way to do it. And, you know, it's that, it's that well-oiled machine that AJ Styles yeah. has carefully crafted over the past four weeks on Raw. Oh, yeah. Uh, Benny Boy 004 says, Is Rollins gone now or is Friday his last date? I do not know. I would be surprised if he... Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if this was his last date. I wouldn't be surprised if he got, like, caught an ass-whooping on Friday that sidelines him because of this. I wouldn't be surprised if Jey Uso mm. beat some respect into Seth Rollins, mm. so to speak. I mean, based on what we saw, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and I like the idea of having uh, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins feud ready yeah, to rock Seth, whenever yeah. Seth gets back. Yeah, uh, I love the finish. Uh, Uso hit a super kick on it on Styles so nice. while he was doing the phenomenal form, but Lee made the blind tag, then caught Uso midair and did the spirit bomb. 
Holy crap. That was great. That was great. But it was beautiful. And Keith Lee does, if they're going to build on this after the Rocky start, Keith Lee had, um, I think it was right to give it the pinfall. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you and SmackDown, they got into the weeds in this match. It was, it was not great for them. They, they got into the weeds. And like you said, raw was a well-oiled machine. And if you're Dick is in the weeds. Fortunately, Manscaped has a well-oiled machine that'll get it out of there. Because support for Fightful comes from Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. They've got precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Do a clean sweep of your nutsack, my friends. Jingle balls to the walls. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up. Get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. The revolutionary company Manscaped redesigned the electric trimmer. They got the lawnmower 3.0. Proprietary advanced skin safe technology. You're not going to nick and snag your nuts. It's a PG program. No blood here. No blood on your nuts. It comes inside their new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect holiday gift this season, whether it be for someone else or for yourself. It has the Crop Preserver, the Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and the Moisturizer. I got a bunch of these around here, like, just ready to go. You think I'm not a user? I'm a user of Manscaped and that Lawnmower 3.0. And that perfect package 3.0. You don't want sweaty and stinky balls. Who who have you ever said, man, I had such a good time and my balls stunk because of it? Man, nobody wants stinky balls. These products smell good. They got a good manly scent that'll help you set the mood. They've even got like pH wipes over at manscaped.com. Maybe you're on the run. Maybe you're running on the run and you got to wipe that funk off your sack. Manscaped hooks you up. It comes with a pair of Manscaped boxers in this uh, Perfect Package 3.0, by the way. It is good stuff, my friends. You know, they got ball deodorant. You put uh, deodorant underneath your arms, put it on your nuts as well. Take it from the dong lord. Take care of your dong. 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you, and so will your significant other, your side piece, whatever you got going on there. I'm not here to judge how you handle your relationships. Times are hard. Tis the season to get Manscaped. So get it for yourself, your dad, your brother, whoever, whoever you want. 20% off, free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. 20% off. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud. That's how it's done, Shaq. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because today during the survive during the broadcast of Survivor Series, you my girlfriend walks up oh. to me and says, "Hey, Shaq, I was thinking about getting the Manscaped package for you, but I also wanted to get you some other stuff. It's a little pricey. Well, twenty percent off. I might be getting some deodorized balls this Christmas." Thanks Let me to you, tell Sean. you, for the amount of money that you're going to save on not getting stitches put in your nutsack uh manscaped is worth every penny uh, i so, will say i'm troubled by the fact that you have all that ball deodorant off to the side and i can only see you from the waist up right well now. you know what i am the dong lord cometh 
After the match, both Jimmy and Jey Uso are outside of Roman Reigns' locker room. He did not want excuses. He did not want any BS. He was like, your team doesn't respect you, and you can't control your team. Roman Reigns is just so good at this. So good. It was a great segment, too. Um, And I really liked Jimmy Uso's cameo there to sort of build another layer. Because now, more than anything, I'm, I'm intrigued by where Jay and Roman are going. But I'm more intrigued to see what this all looks like when Jimmy's back in action. Yeah, uh, we've seen him, but we haven't seen him in action. We don't know how long that'll take. Woo! Got a cough going on right now. Mm-mm. So let's go on to the next match. Oh, we got we got somebody trying to be smart, putting them over. Do they sell a mini Manscaped so you don't feel intimidated while using it? I don't know. <clears throat> Ask your mother. She bought me my set. Anyway, we had Street Profits versus New Day. My God, this was so good. Um, WWE has to treat tag teams better. This was on fire to the point to where you even got Cash Wheeler of AEW tweeting out there. Thank you, guys. If you can't tell, those guys love tag team wrestling. This was awesome. I love the the, the trifecta boom drop. And they, Mm -hmm. they went into Montez injuring his ribs. And his ribs were cooked when he did a frog splash, so he couldn't uh, cover in time. I liked the uh, leapfrog trade. I even liked Big E coming out with them at the beginning of the match in their crazy-ass Gears of War suits. Montez stole the trouble in Paradise, and the Street Profits won with the Powerbomb Blockbuster. This rocked. It was such a good match. It was, you know, the the buildup was a bit shaky, it started off nice, and I think it got a little too much into the comedy heading into Survivor Series, but that match delivered and then some. I really like Dawkins' hot tag, too. I don't know what you call that. Uh, I think it was Kofi. He had like almost like a suplex setup, and they kind of like did a spiral underneath. I popped for that. Uh, and I don't think there was a wrong winner in this match. I think the quality of the match itself was so good. I think it elevated both guys. If New Day won, I think you could chalk it up to their experience and then revisit this down the line. And the fact that these the Street Profits won and they got that rub after the match from Xavier and Kofi, I just thought it was perfect. I think everyone came out looking way better for it. Yeah, it seemed it really tied all this in together really well. It was the spirit of competition. That's what this was. There, there was a winner and a loser. And um, I like that. I, I just liked that it was clean. And they after after the match they were like okay that was good you're good we respect you we respect you I don't want to say it was a passing of the torch because New Day aren't done by a long yeah. shot but it was a great endorsement it needed it to was. happen because these are two of the best tag teams in the world right now and the booking was great like I could you could run that back in a couple months and I wouldn't be sure who should go over right to me, it was one of the, <clears throat> go ahead sorry no no that's all please. To me, like that that's a WrestleMania quality match too. Like it's so good. It's so good. Daniel Edler says, Would brand loyalty work if the draft was later? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. Uh, but the thing it is, like yeah, it would help to have some more separation between the draft and this. I don't buy that Team Raw, which none of them were on Raw three months ago, mm-hmm. cares that much about it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just don't believe it. I just don't understand the insistence on doing running with this theme. Like Survivor Series was for a long time a big four. And what I love about Survivor Series is it's a really natural way to extend feuds. You know, if you're if you're burning through a feud and you don't know what to do next, well, you have Survivor Series. It tells itself the story tells itself. The match is going to be exciting. And if we weren't stuck with these limitations of Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, you could have so many interesting matches. Had you built up Retribution properly until this point, this pay-per-view would have been tailor-made for them. You could have even put them with the, against the Hurt Business as sort of like a mid-card Survivor Series match at this point. I know they did it on Raw. Uh, you could have had Team McIntyre versus Team Reigns if you wanted to still kind of protect both the guys and not have them have the one-on-one match yet. You could have had Jey Uso and Roman on a team and sort of tease the fraternity but friction there's so many other things you could have done if we weren't shoehorned into this also weird one that biggie didn't stay out there with him and that he didn't interact with new day whatsoever on friday what so weird so weird tim traver says hi Shaq and sean good night it's been a rough past few days hope things get better for you buddy we always appreciate you uh we always love hearing from tim traver so uh smackdown got a victory Raw got right back on the board. Bobby Lashley squashed Sami Zayn. This was an extended squash match, but Sami Zayn was hilarious. This guy is made to be a heel. Like, I don't know if you're an NBA guy, Shaq, but like Sami Zayn flopping over MVP and doing like, he tripped me, he should be DQ'd. Yeah. Oh, that killed me. Sami Zayn is so funny, and we knew he wasn't going to win this match. No chance in hell he won this match. But he played his role perfectly. No, he was great. Even even the point where uh, Hurt Business had him circled on the outside and he was trying to goad Cedric Alexander into punching him. I thought he played it perfectly. <laughs> I didn't get the Vertigo reference, but I appreciate that Corey Graves acknowledged it on commentary. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to do. You guys wrestle. And Roman Reigns did a great job. We'll talk about in the main event. He was sn- barking at Samoa Joe a bit. Like, these guys are around each other all the time. They remember their interactions from a year ago, two years ago. You don't need writers to remind these guys to build a little continuity continuity into the matches. And I think Sami Zayn killed it from start to finish. He did. I mean, the the call the callback with the vertigo from two years ago was very funny. He complained about how much he had vertigo. And this was all Lashley. Lashley got the submission. I mean, it could have been shorter, but... I think it was good to help accentuate the character of Sami Zayn, and he is so good at this. So, no problem there. 
Raw. I wish they would hold on to the finish a little longer. Sammy tap, like, I don't know if it's a verbal tap or if he's out. It's a little abrupt. And for me, I was like, what just happened? Did he give up? Did Bobby Lashley let go? Was it a verbal submission? Is he out cold? Like, I remember Full the way they used to. that, man. The, the way they juiced the master lock with Chris Masters back in the day, I thought was perfect. Yeah, and I believe Lashley might have been the first one to break that, now that I think of it. But the full Nelson is, like, really terrible for that type of stuff. Uh, I wish they would, like, do Cobra Clutch or something like that. Mm. And he could swing it into a backbreaker or a slam or something like that a little bit easier. He could do a full Nelson slam, too. But, man, the full Nelson has just been such a mid-submission hold for so long. Um, didn't Rich Clemente do it to Melvin Gallard? In their fight. Yeah. I think he did. I think they did. I think he did. Uh, we had Sasha Banks defeating Asuka. This was really good. No big surprise. It wasn't as special as it could be because, quite frankly, they've had a bunch of matches before. But yeah. transitions, reversals, submissions, independent attempts, that was the strong suit of both of these women. It's something they could do in their sleep. They could not say a word to each other go out there, have a good match, not say a word to each other in the ring because they know where to go next. They know what to do next. And I like, this was a very much a styles make fights type of thing, which we see in MMA an awful lot, where Asuka is known as as a brilliant striker. And Sasha Banks has done her fair share too, but Sasha Banks uh, relies on submissions and pin attempts and all that. And Asuka gave her a bit of a more bit more of a chance by playing into her game. It's something we saw last night with Valentina Shevchenko and and Jennifer Maya. Valentina Shevchenko played into Je- Jennifer Maya's game a little bit and lost a round. And people were like, "Whoa, that's sort of what we had here." But this match, I, I thought it was just amazing. They 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 did all the right things. Yeah, and a quick MMA de- uh, detour here. Uh, you know, Valentina Shevchenko is beloved by MMA fans, and she was a 17 to 1 favorite to win that fight. But I was stoked when Jennifer Maya took round two because yeah. there was some Dumbo yes. who bet $12,000 on Valentina Shevchenko winning with a payout of 600 hey, bucks. What Dumbo is $600 richer now, though? Sure, but like. It's not worth the down payment on an apartment. There was a guy who bet a million dollars on Amanda Nunes against Felicia Spencer, and yeah. he won about 115k. Yes. So at least if you got that kind of money to burn, at least turn a nice profit. That's a slam 12k. Down. Sure. Dizzy All C right. says, despite the lack of build and the fact that neither did a move that would have put each other into an early grave, I think this was Sasha and Asuka's best match together. Now I'm curious if WWE actually mm. would ever actually give them a build to a match of theirs. You know what? I don't disagree with this. I think this was one of their... It's hard for me to say because I haven't seen that match, their their last match in a few months, but... Oh, man. It was so good. It was so smooth. And there were a few matches on tonight's show that kind of started slower, and they had this gradual build. And a lot of times lately, to me, WWE matches have been on fire if they start off at a breakneck speed. Mm -hmm. These have been more traditional wrestling matches that build and build and build, and I thought this did that, and I really like that they're going into, okay, a good wrestler can pin a good wrestler with a good wrestling pin. That's what I yeah. like. Well, you're a, you're a catch-as-catch-can kind of guy, Sean. You know, you know. Uh, note on this, you know, my, my girlfriend at this point basically tunes me out as soon as the words MMA or UFC 
hop hop into me uh, hop into the conversation and sure. to a lesser degree pro wrestling by the time Sasha and Asuka got going, I got her a little bit interested in it. Sure. And uh, she personally wasn't super into uh, Asuka's energy, for lack of a better term. <laughs> it's not but for everybody. But man, did she pop when Sasha Banks started kind of mocking her mid-match. She loved it. it oh, it was really good. The Nerd Guru says, shocked they didn't ruin this with a Carmella <laughs> DQ. No, keep that far away. You know, I, I want to ask you this because, as a someone who covers UFC, the way the cards are generally built is they build up. Yes. So the main event is obviously the most anticipated fight, but the co-main event is the second most anticipated fight. I don't know that I like the order of this card. Mm-hmm. I think Sasha versus Oscar going right before Reigns versus McIntyre would have been way better because it's a really good match, but. There's not much of a build for it, so I don't think it would have burned people out. I just feel like the Women's Survivor Series match was too big of a cool-off sure. right before the main event. Sure, I don't disagree with that. They have different methods. Like, depends on if there's a live crowd there or not, though. But uh, different different methods. I mean, even today, as we reported in Fightful Select, they were flipping back and forth on what mm-hmm. should headline the show. Dizzy C says... Bit of an aside, even though Asuka is more known for her striking, she began as a catch wrestler in Japan. Yeah, but I mean, the commentary was specifically putting over her striking in that regard, and that's that's kind of why that uh, that's that's why I, I leaned that direction. Benny Boy 004 says full Lashley with the grape line, grapevine looks and fits better. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, even then, I'm just like ah, full Nelson. Come on, it's more of a play, it's more of a rest hold. Than anything, uh, so Sasha and Bay, uh, Sasha and Oscar, fantastic stuff. <sighs> then we get uh, Raw Women versus SmackDown Women. I thought this was a pretty solid match. It was fun, but the finish was so anticlimactic. A bunch of people saw Lana winning this, and I did too. But it was so anticlimactic. She got in the ring and she did pretty damn good. I always say she doesn't do anything out of her depth, but. Naya made Lana stand on the ta- on on the stairs. I just got to say, Naya is not good, and I try to remain as positive as I can. She is not mobile. It's not something you see out of a lot of mainstream wrestling these days. She dropped Liv Morgan awkwardly, like she wasn't selling at all. She's just not good, and it really dragged down this match. A match that had some really great stuff. Peyton Royce beating Bailey with the deja vu, awesome. It looked good. It looked that was a good. really good. Uh, I would have probably given Peyton a little more shine after beating okay. Bailey, though. Thank you. It's it strikes me as odd that you're going to have Bailey, who had the most tremendous women's run, arguably in WWE history. Yeah, one of especially, them, especially in the last year. Um, she ran that show, and to have her drop the title and then go out first, especially when you consider the rest of the pool, if you're going to do that. You need to give Peyton Royce a real rub, not have her eliminated by Natalia, who was basically scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of Teen SmackDown because she yes. needed chance after chance after chance to make the team. Which I gotta say is a terrible way to promote the strength of your team if yes. you're gonna just hand out shot after shot to people who keep losing. And meanwhile, I mean, Carmella's back and she's attacking the world champion. Yeah. Put her in there. But I mean, again, she would have to lose. Oh, woof. Uh, so there was a, a rough spot where Peyton's offense didn't quite hit with a single leg crab. Natalia's submission missed. 
but she got eliminated. Uh, the superplex on Bailey onto the pile, and then Peyton hitting deja vu. Great finish. Great way to pin Bailey. I like that. It made Peyton look good until she just got beat. Yeah. Some other highlights. Lacey Evans doing a goddamn Spanish fly is not something that I had figured in to today. Uh, I want to see the Riot Squad as tag team champions. They are, they, quite frankly, any team that Nia is going to be on, they're better than that team. Uh, I, I think Shayna is great, though. And I loved the finish where Ruby tried to pin Shayna, mm. but she got so choked well out holding on to it. That was phenomenal. Was so I think, I think Ruby's stretch with, because I, you know, I, haven't seen a whole lot of Ruby Ride on a regular basis. I'm a lot more familiar with Shayna Baszler. She looked good in there with Shayna. It was really, really good action, and the finish was terrific. Although I, I did wonder, you you tell me this since you're a little more familiar with the, the official rule sets. She like Shayna let go of the submission, but she had choked her opponent out. Should that have been a submission finish, or was the pinfall should, more appropriate? It should have been like a referee stoppage at the very yeah, least, because they they do have that ability there but she did get the pin i feel like there was a miscommunication there but i think it ended up okay all oh it was fine i was just curious cyclops yeah. is better than wolverine says bianca was the star and the ending was garbage uh, bianca was doing flips over naya making that look like a million bucks she is a star i want to see bianca and sasha mm-hmm. for the title at wrestlemania she is incredible that double count out as ray callahan said figured it but not as a finish it keeps her from getting pinned. I'll say that so, much. So, yeah. So, I want to ask you then, what do you think would have been a better finish if you still wanted Lana as the sole survivor? <laughs> Who would you have had her have a bit of a Santino Morella, Kofi Kingston-esque moment against? I feel like if Naya was about to get right back into the ring and uh, Lana looked at it and she was like, you know what? If I just kick her in the face, mm-hmm. I'll still be the sole survivor. I think that would be less anticlimactic. Um, I, I think that would have worked a little bit better. And if there was a way to maybe outsmart Bianca Belair, which the thing that I like about Bianca Belair is nobody can outsmart her. Yeah. It's a very Legion of Doom, Road Warriors type of thing where inc- impressive athlete, massive jacked, everybody fears them, but they're also more smart than anybody that they're facing. And that's yeah. where a lot of the threat comes from. But I think that if, if Lana would have done that, it would have, it would have helped an awful lot, but oh man. And then our guru says, all this is filler for that Tamina Naya main event. <laughs> Tamina only shows up for main events. Yeah. So there you go. What would have, what, what, what would have your dream women's SmackDown and women's raw teams been? Considering what we have to work with right now, well, I'd have to let me pull up the roster. Um, gosh, so I mean, Sasha and Asuka were not options there, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, Naomi's hurt, so can't have her. Nikki or Alexa would have been very interesting because you could have gotten around the Alexa stuff. Uh, I Mandy got hurt, but yeah, to me, it would probably be Shayna Baszler reckoning. Maybe Alexa Bliss, Naya, and Lana for the story sake of things. Because Reckoning could have cost Raw some stuff too. Uh, Alexa could have cost Raw some stuff by just the Fiends music playing. Like that could have happened. 
And then on SmackDown, I, I think I think they pretty much had the right team. I think that was the right team. Uh, Chelsea Green would have been nice in there uh, instead of Natalia, but other than that, I liked their team. It still drives me nuts that you have a, a faction in Retribution who are nowhere near the only team-based pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. By the way, Ben Bevington, I see that you sent a super chat. Just... Uh, Post your comment. I'll read it on the air. Don't worry. You're good to go. Reminder, guys, donate those Super Chats. Get your question or statement read on the air. We we look to leave you satisfied, guys. You know, we always look to satisfy. That's an important aspect is to leave satisfied, Shaq. I understand the pain and misery of all your co-hosts who have to sit here while you do this. Do what? Satisfy people? Only it's it's only in one ear too, so I'm just it feels like you're right there. Well, hey, if you want to satisfy yourself after just one bowl of cereal, Magic Spoon will get it done for you. I keep saying that's what I like about Magic Spoon so much. You don't have to eat like five bowls of this stuff like normal cereal before you're satisfied. That's because magicspoon.com has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And their variety pack has four great flavors, frosted, blueberry, fruity, and cocoa. It tastes amazing. It seems too good to be true, but it's not. In fact, it's satisfying. Eating cereal is one of the best parts about growing up. But when you get older, when you get to my age, not Shaq's age, I mean, it, how, how old are you, Young, Shaq? healthy, 25 20, years old. 25. Jimmy would call that pushing 30 based on my experience with him. But if you are pushing 30, it doesn't really matter how old you are. Magic Spoon's just a better, healthier alternative. You don't have to worry about the carbs, the sugar, all that unhealthy food. Because this is keto-friendly. It's gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. And when you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, grab a variety pack. Use that code Fightful and get free shipping. They are so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. But I will probably find out your, your email address and I'll email you. It'll be blank at fightful.com and i'll say why don't you like being satisfied Mm, i might even ask you in a form of a question is there no satisfying you like that magicspoon.com slash fightful this stuff is so good so good. Like I mentioned, you're only eating one bowl and you're full. So that makes a, a nor- normal box of Magic Spoon last so much longer. You want to be satisfied. And I know you saw that comment down there. <laughs> I did see that comment down there. I, the one below, it's pretty good, too. Oh, God. Want this one? Yeah, I like that one, too. Oh, my God. Well, let me say, those are actually my dad's katanas. He's just okay. Look at that. Tried it. My favorite is blueberry. I haven't tried blueberry yet. It's I'm on my, my last box of my variety pack, and I'm about to tear into blueberry. I'm not usually a blueberry guy, but people keep telling me that that's their favorite flavor. Damn. Be satisfied, people. Isn't that important, Shaq? Hey, man. W- what am I doing with my life if not being satisfied by your uh, ASMR here? I mean, that's that's... 
That's what we're all here for. Main event time. Let's do it. It was a good main event. Oh, I had fun. And this was one of them that, that again, built really well. Benny Boy 004 says, who won SmackDown do you think uh, Roman has next? I would say Brian, but he's set up with a match with Sammy on Friday. Where do Gable and uh, go next other than Otis? Um, Gable should team with Otis, I think, for a little while. I think I'm I, always down for a big man, small man dynamic. I yeah. think it just writes itself. Yeah. Uh, people are telling me to read Ben Bevington's uh, comment. He says, I want to say I liked how Corey Graves is putting over Sean Spears training Peyton. And I mean, they're, they're married. So that, that had something to do with the perfect 10 comment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as who on SmackDown Roman has next, that, that's a tough one. Anybody that you see emerging because the, the whole team got beat tonight. So probably going to be them. Uh, well, they didn't. Nobody won the battle royal. Was well, it gonna be Dominic? Doubt it. Actually, probably considering them. I mean, I know it's been beaten to death, but this is the problem when you have a pay per view that halts every storyline. Yeah. Like, where was Buddy Murphy after having the biggest win of his career on SmackDown? I mean, he was getting eliminated from a battle royal. I think was he in the battle royal? I, th- I think so. I think he was. Oh, it, it was Come rough, on. but. This match was not rough. This match. Entire Mysterio-ish family. Oh, yeah. And, and they couldn't two-thirds win. Two-thirds of them can't make it through like the first half of yeah, the Battle Royal. The two best ones cannot. But this this was like, this started off as a slow, methodical pace. Reigns is working over Drew. And uh, this, to me, early on, seemed like the kind of match that needed a crowd. But they, they changed that. They got over that. Um, I got to say that some of the camera work on the Samoan drop to the table was one of the worst I've ever seen. I saw your tweet. Oh, it was so bad. But I loved the callback to Drew McIntyre using Lesnar's uh, double wrist lock, the Kimura. That is that was, good storytelling. And it was a nice transition, too. Like, it flowed real, really naturally. It's just so simple. It's so mm-hmm. easy to do. And they even in defeat, they made Drew McIntyre look like a million bucks. He kicked out of a spear through the barricade. He kicked out of another spear. He, he did things that other people weren't doing, and I think that's important if you're going to beat a guy like him. I wasn't feeling this match for two reasons. One, I feel like it's something that should be saved for a proper build. And two, you know, they're both just on such great runs right now. I, I just kind of want to see them do their own thing. But i got to say... They saved it with that um, contract signing promo on SmackDown. You know, not to get away from WWE for a second, but one thing I appreciate that AEW does is they take staple spots and they don't stereotype them. Like, they'll do contract signings, but no one ever goes through a table. And the fact that all they did was have Roman and Drew sit there and have Roman at the head of the table using Paul Heyman's give, making sure he doesn't use the pen that Drew McIntyre touches, yes. the eye contact, all that subtle stuff did so much to get me excited. Way more than a pull-apart brawl could. So I was actually looking forward to this match. I can't say the same thing uh, just prior to McIntyre beating Orton for the title. And I will say, I we all knew that McIntyre wasn't going to win. I think... If anything, this is, has given me a real appetite. If they can't make The Rock versus Roman Reigns happen at WrestleMania, I want to see McIntyre get his revenge and tie up the series one and one. 
Well, it's it's more than one on one because Roman beat him at WrestleMania in 2019 and at another pay-per-view. Like I think there's a good story in that that Drew has never been able to beat Roman Reigns. Like he's overcome all this stuff, getting fired, coming back and uh, being a jobber for so long, but he can't beat Roman Reigns. And that's part of what Roman Reigns really hammered home. He's like, you're a good number two. Right guy, right place, wrong time. Man, that's such a good touch. And it, it was kind of the story of the finish of the match, too. Because he hit the Claymore at the right place. He was the right guy, but it was the wrong time because the ref bump happened. And as a result, Jey Uso kicked him. Roman hit him in the balls and then choked him out. I think him not getting pinned or submitted helps too. That makes him look Agreed. good. I was going to say, I think you needed to have the Jey Uso run in to make up for him losing at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. But had Jey Uso won and was not involved in the main event, I think even a clean chokeout loss would have still protected Drew enough. Yeah. How long do you want to see this storyline of McIntyre being number two? go do you want it to be tommy dreamer raven-esque like seven years of this how long do you think until drew gets one over on roman oh man see i don't know because i think they got to be anchors of the show but i think that drew should come out tomorrow and say that he's going to change that perception and Mm -hmm. say that he's doing everything because when he came out and he won the title he he said oh i'm going to give title shots to people who deserve it well then what happened he gave it to rollins who lost at wrestlemania he gave it to dolph ziggler who just showed up a big show got one even like uh Randy Orton got three title shots he didn't stay true to his word i think he should mention that and say i need to get back to this and really hammer home that i am the number 1 even though i lost this match really random gripe ditch bobby rude's epic entrance if you're going to have him lose to everyone <laughs> he just looks like such a star when he gets out there and then they have him lose to just about everyone in the company. Yeah. Oh, man. See, here's the thing. The Nerd Guru says, I say you do Brian for TLC, KO for the Rumble, and then uh, maybe Big E down the line, Mania have Drew. That's the thing. There are a lot of options. They just have to heat them up appropriately, Shaq. Like, KO's getting beat first in this Survivor Series. That sucks. Yeah, again, if perhaps you had Big E in the Survivor Series match, and maybe it was down to him and Jay Uso, and Big E gets the pin over Jay, or Jay gets eliminated, and then Big E wraps up the match right after. Well, now Roman steps in to show Big E where his place is and the hierarchy of the family. Uh, you just got to do it. I do want to see Daniel Bryan and Chad Gable at some point. Oh, I think you could recreate the Daniel Bryan Drew Gulak magic, mm-hmm. but I think that can wait until after a bit of a run with Otis. Fernando Cruz says, how about the Anawaii family versus the Mysterio family, Ray versus Roman? Yeah, and you could have Jimmy and Jay and Buddy and Dominic there as well. So I, I could think of far worse things. Again, you got to heat up people. That's why that's why AEW is a more cohesive show. They heat people up. They give them two, three, four, five, six, even ten wins, and then they get a title shot. WWE, it's like, hey, I've been injured for five months. Now I'm back. And it, it's like, it hurts that I have no, you know, you see, for example, Otis go toe to toe with Keith Lee. You see Peyton Royce knock off Bailey first. And sure. at no point does it instill any confidence in me that they're not going to be jobbed out come yeah. next week. Yeah, man, it, it, 
I just want that confidence that these people will be booked appropriately and I'll be able to invest a little bit more. Anthony Brewer says, I thought the main event was really good with the short booking, maybe the best one since Roman's return. It was a phenomenal match. Uh, Drew McIntyre did not need to ever lose the title to Randy Orton. That makes even less sense now because after... Do you have any insight into why they even did that? When I asked, people said, well, if if you find out, let me know. And I was (laughs) like, gee, thanks. But I mean, we got Drew McIntyre who did not get beat for a full year. For a full year, man. And then uh, in October and November, he got pinned or submitted technical submission, whatever it may be, three times. Three what, times since October 5th. Wouldn't it have lended to Drew being just there but just shy of Roman if he had never lost the title? If he had all that heat and all that build? And we yes. always knew Roman was going to win. But if you could have made it even more believable that Drew had a chance, wouldn't that have added to all this? Yeah, because they made this less intriguing by switching the title for no reason. And if you were going to switch the title, switch it at SummerSlam when Randy Orton had that white hot run going. Not the third opportunity. Oh, it's so bad. And what did it do for Randy? Well, somebody told me, oh, well, that's heat on Randy because he shouldn't have got three title shots. I'm like, no, that's heat on you all for having dumbass booking. Like, it was a send-off. Like, you all put him in an ambulance and a bunch of legends beat his ass. Like that was that was it. They didn't need hell in a cell. They didn't need any of that. It was so weird, so weird. But I'll tell you what's not weird, guys. You all subscribing to youtube.com slash fightful MMA. Shaq, tell the people what you're doing over there because we have done a, a way different approach over there than what we have here on the wrestling channel. Yeah, well, you know, there are infinite YouTube MMA channels, big and small interviewing the same guys every week the prelim fighters anyone you can get your hands on and so i wanted to take an approach that maybe had more crossover potential and could appeal to people outside of just the mma bubble so it's a slow process we're getting there uh one thing i'm really excited about we got coming out tomorrow 9 a.m eastern 6 a.m pacific time we got a UFC fighter by the name of Max Griffin reacting to Black Friday fights. Yes. You know, every year the Black Friday sales go crazy. You got old people swinging chairs at one another. You have I live for it. Middle-aged women, you know, brawling it. over a television. So we got a real-life, legit UFC fighter going crazy. I'll give you a tip because it's in the first 10 seconds of the video. A guy slams another guy through the side plane glass of an escalator. Oh, and we all pop for it. So go check it out. Please subscribe. Uh, there's going to be more content like that. Uh, we're looking to get some pro wrestlers that you guys are, know and are fans of to react to MMA fights. We want to get MMA fighters reacting to pro wrestling stuff. Uh, you know, people telling their best street fighting stories, their craziest sparring stories, their interactions with celebrities, um, smoking weed with Snoop Dogg. So, you know, just try <laughs> and make it more fun and a little more uh, reaching beyond just the MMA bubble. So please subscribe, youtube.com slash FightfulMMA. You guys can head over to Twitter. Follow me at FightShackFight. Shout out to Kevin Owens. Uh, That'd be a huge help. I'll be talking about pro wrestling, too, from time to time. I've been watching more WWE, watch AEW every week. And, uh, you know, it just helps the entire Fightful community. The website grows a whole. So you can hit me up at FightShackFight. Really appreciate that. I think Ray is implying that we should talk about my fight at a fairground. We did enough of that Friday. I got heat over it, guys. Um, 
Who uh, Facebook user says SRS has an eye for podcast talent. I'm getting back in MMA, and Shaq seems informative. Yes, yeah, he is. And the content is different. You won't find this content anywhere else, guys. This was something very important. And we have a lot of new faces coming to Fightful MMA. Uh, in December, we're going to have a bit of a different approach. I think you guys know our bread and butter has been pro wrestling, but we are really looking to do something Uh, more comprehensive in the MMA space. We're going to have a few different updates coming to you guys. It's looking like social media roundup, fight roundups, and news roundups, in addition to a lot of the bigger breaking news that happens on the MMA side. Uh, You guys are going to love it. Also, we have a great community over there for our live coverage. If you all haven't checked that out, we get like thousands of comments on pay-per-view pages. So check out FightfulMMA.com. December is bringing a lot of new faces to Fightful. So check that out. I got that interview with Nydia up. Make sure you guys watch it. I'm so happy about that. Um, She was just wonderful. She was wonderful. She talked about Batista giving her some advice, some tough love advice, which is really cool. But, oh, man, all these people talking about the fairground fight, man. Donnie Case has just gave Shaq a follow. Good stuff. Look at that. Look at that. That's look at the rub. Drew Nicholas. I'm not even an MMA guy, and I'm liking what Shaq is bringing to the table. Really cool, dude. Well, I don't know. And and just for you, Shaq, I I didn't finish this. I gotta say, uh, the love from the fightful community evens out all the harassment I get from Sean Rossap on a (laughs) weekly basis. I just want to say this comment. (laughs) Okay, we'll just ring up Hoist Gracie. You know. I can, I know Heron Gracie, so. <laughs> They're all the same. Heron and Henner are actually really, really good friends with uh, my jujitsu coach, so I can't get you, ho- I can get you a Gracie. There's a lot of them. People are telling us to get you a chair. Maybe, maybe he's just cognizant of his posture. I'm, I'm, you, will- go ahead. I will say sit stand is the best method because what ends up happening is you fix your lower back problems. And then your feet start hurting, and then your back, your neck, all start. It's all connected. Oh. You know, you 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 want you want to not be in pain. Don't do this for a living. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the thing. I've got a herniated disc in my neck, and people are like, "How'd that happen?" And I'm like, "Hell, if I know, I sit all day, and I look at I, I look at this. Look, we got him a chair. Come on." Shaq, who gets it more from Sean, you or Jeremy? What the hell is that supposed to mean? I mean, That's you know, I don't have to. It's just, it, it's one thing to be eviscerated by you on your show. It's another thing when you come on to my show and do Yeah, it. well, I mean, come on. No, nobody will out shit talk me. That will no. never happen. No. You'll never see that. I never get out of my depth. Guys, thank you all so much. Much Ugh, Easy for me to say. We're back here on Monday. Denise Salcedo joins us. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.